it's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. Good morning, Headspacers. It is something about when that beat drops. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Christy is back in her seat this morning. Rightful In my rightful place, Mike. <laughs> how dare you let Chris sit in my place? Oh, oh, well, how dare you not be here? Well, you know, uh, I don't know. These things <laughs> called bills, you know? These stinky things called bills, you know, you have to do what you have to do. It's a, it's a wonderful, you know, it's just life. It's the, that adulthood. Adulting. Adulting, that's yeah. That's what they said. That's, they said that's what it is. Got to pay those bills. How y'all feeling today? Y'all feeling good? Y'all doing all right? We got the folk on Facebook talking to us. We got some uh, some cool guests uh, a little later. We got a good day today. Oh, yes. I'm feeling good. I'm a little extra chippy. I want to let y'all know, you know, 30 and 60 challenge. It's on. It's on and popping. It and is. as of this morning, I want to let you all know that I am 11 pounds lighter than I was Woo! this time last week. Oh, my goodness. Mike, that deserved a drum roll. <laughs> 11 pounds lighter. I mean, there's a whole lot. People may be asking, well, you know, boy, that's a that's a lot of weight. Well, there's a whole lot of weight in here. So, Listen, you know, don't you dare. Listen, you, you enjoy that. You celebrate that. We celebrate with you. Yes. That is phenomenal. That's excellent. Keep going, Mike. You got this. There we go. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> I received that. Yes. I received that. Yep. So I'm feeling good because I'm in the what we call fat burn. You know, we're getting things kind of revving up. And yes. I'm, my body is a fat burning engine. Uh-huh. Do you know, Christy, that there are two ways that fat leaves the body? I know. I know one way for What's sure. What's one way? What's one way? Urine. Yep. It is urine. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. The other way is when you exhale. Now, that I did not know. Mm-hmm. When okay. you exhale, that's why a lot of times when a person, you know, they may weigh something when they go to bed and then they're a little lighter when they go to sleep mm-hmm. and wake up, they're lighter because that's the other way that fat leaves the body. You know what, Dr. Mike? See, you better use that <laughs> knowledge. Now, be careful now because I'm not a medical doctor. I however, know. however, yes, uh-huh. I, I, I do. I'm a. I'm a what is it, a bevy of uh, information? Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sure we educated some other people as well. Yes, we did. That's awesome. <laughs> so Learn something new. Well, with that being said, Christy, what you got for us for head notes today? Oh, my goodness, Mike. Well, as usual, the headlines are buzzing, and that means it's a lot for us to talk about. So let's get the, the heavy stuff okay. off our plate first. So mm-hmm. the verdict, the historic verdict, came mm-hmm. down this week mm-hmm. for former disgraced officer uh, Derek Chauvin. Mm-hmm. And it was guilty, guilty, All guilty. Three counts. All, All three, three counts. counts. So I have my thoughts on it, but Mike, I'd like to hear well, what were you thinking, especially having a son? Like, how did that impact you? Were you were you surprised by the verdict? Were you relieved? Like, what were your emotions? You know what's funny? I well, it was not funny, but I was hope I was optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I just I felt like the prosecution did such a great job of painting the picture. Mm-hmm. And even um, before the trial, while I had my, th- you know, I, I really, I still thought he was guilty based off of what I saw. 
you know, we always know there's always other things you don't know about. There's the whole, like I say, the 360 view of everything. Sure. And so once they presented the case, I realized, oh, man, he, there really is something there. Mm -hmm. So I was really cautiously optimistic that the jury, and, and to be honest with you, there was, I wanted to believe that justice, you know, the, the jury was going to do what we, people argue about this, but in my opinion, we're going to do the right thing. You know, mm -hmm. and apparently one of the um, alternate jurors mm -hmm. who didn't get a chance to deliberate. I, I read that article. But she said that it was it was very based it was on uneven. She yeah, She's, yeah I, I read that she was just like it was just the the defense just failed. It was weak. Yeah, she said I, I and I'm not I'm not quoting her directly, but she did say something to the effect of that they overpromised and under under delivered. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, so I, obviously we, we believe that they came up with the right verdict. I, I also didn't realize how, like, I wasn't breathing. I was, I literally was like. Oh, I was holding my breath. Holding my breath. And it, it's amazing how much stress you don't realize you're really under in those situations. And I, I after it came in, I was just like, oh. Yeah. Thank God. For a couple minutes. Yeah, just thank God for that. And uh, it, it's funny because it came down right at the end of the workday. And I had told my supervisor, I said, listen, I'm, I'm logging off. I'm logging off. The, 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 the verdict is coming down, and I need to be in the right frame. True. And, and he totally understood. So, did you, I mean, when you saw the headlines that said the verdict was reached, did your like, heart like stop beating for a couple seconds? Yes. I, I'm be honest with you. When it came back so quickly, I was encouraged. Yeah, me too. I was encouraged by that. I mean, there have been other cases where that we thought yeah. that was going to mean one thing, and it sure. didn't. But I was like, okay, this is quick. Yeah. Um, and it typically, you know, bodes well for the prosecution yeah. when it comes back quickly. But one thing I was reading about about Chauvin is that apparently in 2003, or I hope I got that year right, he put his net, his uh, knee on another, a black teen's neck. Oh, he, and so there, this is a habit of his. This is a habit. Yeah. And they are launching a grand jury to investigate that. Well, so. you know, Christy, I'm, it's funny you talk about this because, you know, I'm in the world of learning and development and training and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what is very clear to me is that we need, they, they need to rethink how they teach these officers. Absolutely. When it comes to de-escalation, when it comes to restraining, um, I think that those are some, that's an area that things just need to be adjusted all across the board. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, you know, whether or not you can get into the motive of what somebody was trying to do, what they what they did and weren't doing, it, it's clear that there's some training that probably does need to happen, and they need to start adopting some new principles for how we how we do that. Absolutely, and and the the sad ironic part about this case is the same day yeah. that this came down, we had another shooting in yeah. Ohio of a black teen, yeah. Makaya, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. And now that one is, I, I think, even more polarizing and controversial just because of everything that was going on. So now that one, based upon the footage that we see, uh, it looks like, you know, obviously she was fighting an, another young lady. Uh, there were other, it looked like adults, you know, involved in it. One, I think, was kicking another person in the head. And so the officer arrives and apparently this young lady has a knife in her hand and it looks as if. She is lunging toward the other young lady in the pink. In the pink sweatsuit. Yes. And so that is when the, the shots, four. And, he's, and it was four. It was like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, it was, it was like, consecutive. Whoa. Yes. And, yeah, I, you're right. It's so polarizing. I, so here's the bigger part of it. I used to live 
less than 60 miles away from there. Mm-hmm. Went to grad school at Ohio State, so I know that area well. Mm-hmm. And um, just the whole experience, because she was a foster, she's a foster child. Yes. So, you know, there's that element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, these were a bunch of adults that were outside fighting to begin with. So there's just so many pieces to it. Um, it's just it's hard. I mean, it's really hard because you have the one side that says, what was he supposed to do? Because had he waited any longer, potentially the woman could have been stabbed, right? And, I, I mean, that's a big one, right? I think that's pretty obvious. Just I mean, just... Look at the video. Yeah. She was lunging toward her yeah. with the knife. Yeah. So that action, I, I don't, it's yeah. highly likely that was going to succeed. Right, right. Um, so we, the only thing, I, and I said this on my Facebook post, we, we have to, and I say we as a, a people, as a society, we have to make sure we allow facts to unveil and we, and we are not reacting off of emotion and we are seeing what everything that's happened because we don't want to be, you know, immediately saying it's this thing or it's the other thing. And we don't have all the facts. Mark Twain said it best. He said, get your facts first, then you can distort them as you please. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, let's, let's pause. It doesn't, it's it's a hard, no matter what, it's just a horrible situation. And uh, my prayers to her family and Mm -hmm. just, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, Awful. And then also the officer, you know, who was involved with it? I mean, I'm sure there's some mental anguish that's going on with him. I mean, I would imagine anybody that takes anybody's life. You would um, hope so. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's unfortunate. But you got some brighter news for us? Uh, do we want to wait till later or Sure, we can wait till like, later. Like, yeah, let's just wait till later because this was so heavy. Yeah. Let's let's pay some bills. Let's go pay some bills. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty twenty gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio editing needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So today's head, heads up is uh, staying in the whole vein of the powers, right? I want to talk about power of consistency. Power of consistency. So <clears throat> now, Christy, you and I have known each other for a long time. You knew me when I was involved in wrestling. Like you knew I was a wrestler. I think you were, you were a basketball player, wrestling, volleyball, volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so wrestling was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. And since then, I actually was involved as a referee. So I referee wrestling as well. And uh, if you're familiar with uh, some of the things with refereeing, I remember one particular year, it was early on in my refereeing career, when I had a coach who came up to me and he gave me what was, at first I took it as like a a double-sided, like one of those compliments that you were like, is this really a compliment or was was the shade being thrown? But basically, in wrestling, you have, um, especially when both wrestlers are in a neutral position, they're, they're both standing up, and they're trying to go for the takedown. If uh, it comes to a point where it appears that one wrestler is really not trying to do anything, is just kind of, you know, especially if the, the match goes long, it seems like they're just trying to breathe or whatever have you, you call what's called, it's called stalling. It's a technical violation. Typically, the other wrestler gets one point. But the thing about stall calls 
is that stall calls are very subjective in that as a official, it's my judgment that determines whether or not it's a stall. So, of course, especially in heated matches, the coaches on the other end of it, because of their point of view, of course, I, you never can call that, you know, you never can make that call too quickly or you sometimes need to make it depending on, you know, what side of the coin you're on. And there was one particular coach who came up to me and he said, I'm going to tell you something that, and I hope you take this the right way. He said, I was not a fan of how you were making, you know, some of your calls. He said, but then I stood back and it was a tournament. So he stood back. He said, I just had an opportunity just to watch you in action. And he said, one thing I have to tell you is that I really appreciate how you're consistent in your stall calls. And I was like, whoa, you know, he was like, look, I may not like it, but at the same time, he's doing it. It's clear that you actually have a system that you're going by. It's clear that um, you have a standard by which you're applying. And it's it's clear that you have a skill. Like, you, you know what it is that you're doing, right? And he says, so whether or not I agree with it, I like it, it doesn't matter because I saw all across the board you had something that you were doing and you weren't just doing willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that, and that kind of sticks to me a little bit when it comes to the idea of how do we apply that principle of consistency in our lives? Uh, Most successful people will tell you either in their words or actions about the importance of consistency. As a matter of fact, this morning I posted on Facebook uh, a quotation by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He said, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. And I really appreciated that because, you know, The Rock Johnson, I mean, you can look at him and see he's been consistent, right? Uh, Yeah. He definitely has been consistent in his workouts. He was consistent in the development of his career. I mean, not too many um, contemporary actors. I mean, people who are still, like, very relevant in the game get a TV show about their lives. Like, think about that. Like, Typically, if you get a TV show about your life, you're dead or you're old, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, I mean, he's neither. And he's still relevant. I mean, he's still acting. He still gets a check from different Hollywood studios and different things. But yet, you can see that there's been a level of consistency. So when it comes to consistency, I think The Rock kind of, you know, he kind of can tell us about it, right? Sure. So with that being said, I think back to all the different times I started something but didn't follow through with it. You ever done that, Christy? Um, more times than I care to admit. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the things that I always think about is how, man, I did these things, and if I had just stayed consistent for a few months, the pain of it all may have been over because I didn't work through it. Right. Right? You know, um, how many times did I start a diet or an eating plan, right? And then after, because of lack of willpower, lack of discipline, um, getting stressed out from whatever, I just kind of threw it all away. And then I'm sitting six months later like, man, if I had just endured it for six, I mean, seriously, if I had just endured it for six months, how much further along I could have been. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody listening could probably think about that to some degree about, man, what are some areas in my life where I really could just be more consistent in? Um And so there are three principles I want to make sure I leave with you all this morning. The first one is consistency allows for practice. Practice makes perfect. Um, Simone Biles, she was just interviewed on the Today Show. You know her. I mean, she's a very famous U.S. 
U.S. gymnastics, uh, female woman gymnastics, um, what do you call them, participant, athlete. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things that they were asking her about is about her practice schedule. And I think she says something like Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, she practices seven hours. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, she practices four hours. And then Sunday, she's off, right? And they were kind of joking like, oh, she's... She's very biblical there <laughs> on the seventh day she rested, right? Uh-huh. But, I mean, let's think, let's face it. First of all, she has how many Olympic gold medals? Like gold medals. Gold. Gold. And not only just the team one, but individual. Yes. Right? She has maneuvers and moves and, and different types of, of, of routines that named no after else, her. No one else can do. And she said, this is what she said. She said, and there is one that she's going to be unveiling this weekend at the world champ or the, the world championships or something. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe not this weekend, but soon, right? And so, I mean, that's a great example of what happens. Consistency allows for practice. Here's the second thing. Consistency prepares for the future. Habits are formed. Depending on who you ask, they say between 27 and about 50 days, right? That habits are formed, depending on who you ask. And when you get per- used to performing those habits, all of a sudden, things start happening because now they become a part of your routine. They become a part of how you do things. And here's the third one. Consistency attracts possibilities. Consistency attracts possibilities. What I like to say is you keep being consistent with something, all of a sudden what it does is unlocks different doors. I think about, um, you know, in my former life, and I say former before COVID, traveling a lot, you get elite status with an airline or sure. with a hotel, right? And what happens with elite status? All of a sudden you start getting benefits and perks that mm-hmm. you didn't normally get, right? Like all of a sudden you find out there's another phone line that – if you need to make a change to your reservation, you can call that number. It's not as, you know, you get a lot more um, privileges. You, access. You get more, yeah, access. You mm-hmm. get access to, that's good. Thank you. You're doing this one today. <laughs> and so there are possibilities that come along with consistency. You keep on over time, you get to increase that access. So with that being said, one of the things I just want to encourage you all is to recognize the power of consistency. Remember, consistency allows for practice. It prepares for the future, and it attracts possibilities. That's good, Mike. That's your heads up. We invite you to become a sponsor of the Headspace with Dr. Mike show. There are a few amazing reasons for you to become a sponsor. Your sponsorship will help fund future programs and special events. And as a special thank you for your contribution, you will receive a special gift. We will announce safe and secure ways you can sponsor the show soon. Thank you in advance for your support. So, Christy, we got some other things that are happening. Uh, something's happening this weekend, isn't it? What's happening this weekend? The, the Oscars? Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, I, you know, we were talking about this briefly before the show, and I was like, oh, yeah, it kind of snuck up on me because it's typically in February, but mm-hmm. with, you know, the crazy world we're in right now, everything's kind of pushed and delayed. But, yes, the Oscars are this weekend. I'm excited about it, too, because remember a few years ago they had the Oscars So White I think we all remember that. <laughs> and yes. um, they, I think they said this year there is a um, uh, is the largest, div- most diverse um, nominations mm-hmm. out there, right? Mm-hmm. In- including um, Chadwick Boseman for Best uh, Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if he wins it, which I hope he does, it's not... I was telling Shavella, if he wins it, I really believe he earned it. I mean, he, he acted his butt off him. He did. Black he Bob. did. And so um, I don't I don't think it's one of those things that it's like a pity. Sure. When I think that that's one 
that he really earned. But then I think there's two female, two women directors, directors. Mm-hmm. which I mean that's that's not normal. So go ahead with breaking the glass ceiling. It, listen, it's so it's so over time overdue. Oh my goodness! Can thankfully, I mean we're we're finally here, and we'll see what type of um, what the actual who the winners are. So that's gonna be awesome to find <laughs> out. Let's see if. If the Oscar winners aren't so white. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And also make sure the Price Woodhouse Cooper does the right thing with putting the right, uh, making sure they get the right cards out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Let's hope so. They probably should let Steve Harvey announce it. Oh, Lord. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we, you know, and, you know, we're talking about entertainment. We lost another, another hip-hop artist this weekend, I this know. week. Oh, Digital Underground. So let me, okay, so I'm probably going to get roasted. On Facebook, and then I, so be it. I just act till the truth. I'm transparent. So everybody was like, Shock G, Shock G. I'm like, well, who? It's Shock G. It's Shock G. And, you know, Rob, my husband, he was like, Christy. Yeah. He was like, Humpty Hump. Yep. I was like, I didn't know he had changed his name to Shock G. Yeah. I know him as Humpty Hump. Humpty I'm, Hump, I'm yep. definitely aging mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, the Humpty Dance is your... No, no, that's not it. That's, that, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's that fat burn kicking in again. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, so uh, apparently he was found, you know, deceased in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's yeah. sad. I, I hope it's not anything that's drug related sure. or anything like that. I mean, whenever you hear something like that, it's just unfortunately that's the first thing you think of. Uh, but another, I mean, that's three in a matter of what three weeks? Yeah, it's a lot, and they're, they're like our contemporaries. Yeah, it's like, what's really going on here? This is what I'm saying. I, it, it's ooh, just. It's tragic. It's tragic. So we're praying for their family and mm-hmm. the families of Black Rob and, and still, you know, mm-hmm. um, DMX, just mm-hmm. one after another. So, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. So I know you had brought up something that I had actually missed in the headlines. Uh, the the Governor Newsom recall. Oh, uh, yeah, in California. Yeah. So, so talk to us about that. So I guess apparently people were frustrated with how he responded. Well, I think... There are other issues they have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think COVID was kind of the icing on the cake. Just if you remember, they were the ones that had like the strictest of strict lockdowns and yes. stuff. And uh, so I think uh, in order for, and Chris, um, um, it, it's been <laughs> Chris, Chris Hagen. Oh, Chris just commented, it's been like three weeks in a row. Your head notes have hit. Oh, bless you, man. Um, I'm sorry, I was reading, I'm sitting here reading. Uh, reading chats in the um, Facebook page. So apparently um, in California, and maybe in some other states, I don't know that it's that way here in Maryland, but if you are disgruntled with a governor, if you get enough signatures on a petition, you can call for, it qualifies for a recall election. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they're trying to recall their current governor. It's not the first time. It's not actually mm-hmm. very fascinating. You you kind of found a fact about that. I did. I learned that in it, that's what was two thousand three. I was trying to remember what that year was <laughs> popping out for. Yes, in two thousand three, uh, Governor, uh, former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger won by the that's recall. How he became governor. That is so. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they're saying that Caitlyn Jenner is putting their hat in the ring to be a governor. Yeah. So I think, and I think that would be a Republican nominee, because yes, yeah. So anyway, we're gonna see how that goes. Um, man, California, what, what's up? I, I'm curious to hear how that's rolling. So, yeah. man, all right. I saw something funny, and another story as I was scrolling through about this couple in Florida who had um, sent out all these elaborate invitations to this like mansion. 
for their wedding. Did you see that? And it was somebody else's house. It was enough. They didn't have permission to use the house. <laughs> so apparently, the the woman, the 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 wife to be, the bride, had gone there for some event before and was enamored by this location and all of that. So she decided that she was going to have her wedding there, but she did not inform the owner. So she had, well, she was mistaken. She thought that the place was like uh, abandoned or vacant. Uh-huh. And so they sent out these elaborate invitations and all of this. People started showing up at the day of the wedding, the, the day of the wedding. So did they actually and have the, the wedding? No. The owner, somebody, who, the owner was there and was calling the police. Like, these people are just showing up in droves at my house. They don't have permission to be here. Can you imagine the audacity? So where was the, where was the person, like the, the people who were getting married? I, I don't know if they got there yet. I was. I don't know if they had actually gotten there at that point. Because, you know, typically the guests will be there in advance. I don't know. Anyway, the bottom line, uh, the wedding did not happen at that location. <laughs> but can you imagine getting an invitation and you, you get all jazzy and you're on your way. You're like, oh, look at this beautiful location. You get out in your finest. And, and they're like, no, ma'am. No, sir. Please leave the property. How do you do that? How, I'm, this is people's audacity. Look, look, as President Obama uh, Obama said, the audacity of hope. She she was hoping real hard, wasn't she? Oh, my stars. I just don't know how you do that. But I wonder if they had just asked them. They could have just asked them and saw it was a possibility. uh, Probably not. And and I'm sure it's probably, I mean, the mansion was gorgeous. I looked at some uh, some pictures. Christy, Christy, you remember back in the day. What did they say? Cash rules everything around me? That's true, but... If that was the case, she should have made an offer. Maybe she yeah. couldn't really afford it. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm just going to take my chance. <laughs> Crystal, go ahead and pay some bills. Oh, God. <laughs> Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Well, you know what? We are in the 30 and 60 uh, challenge, and... You know, while for me, one of the big things that I'm doing is working on, you know, my weight loss and stuff like that. Also, another area that I'm working on my 30 and 60 is is writing a book, right? I have about three books, actually four, in my head that need to kind of be out. And so I've committed to actually spending, you know, 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes, but closer to 60 minutes a day contributing to that. Mm -hmm. And so our next guest here is a person that uh, actually kind of um, has realize that dream and uh well you know what i'm gonna introduce her first sarah cormany how are you this morning my friend i am doing so well now that i'm talking to you oh man just hearing your voice sarah just made me smile so many memories right i know and can i just say i could listen to you laugh seriously forever you just (laughs) i'm like it took me back just listening to you i was like you just, it, oh. you're the best. Oh, uh, Sarah, the best. I feel the same way about you. So, so just a little backstory. Sarah and I, we were um, in college together at, and, and we did a, we were Dr. Roby's kids, weren't we? You were actually a happy kid. Uh, oh, yes. Well. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> 
we actually got the, yeah, we got to travel literally around the country uh, delivering speeches. And, and let me tell you something. Sarah is one of the most masterful debaters I had ever witnessed. And uh, oh my gosh, yes, incredible, Sarah. Oh, you 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 would break that face down and just attack an Michael. argument. No, oh. I, you know I ain't lying, cause girl, you would tear <laughs> an, you would tear our opponent's argument up in a minute. And I used to always say, "Yep, I'm glad I do not have to go against her because <laughs> this would not well. come out turn out well." Well, I, I've kind of been on the downhill slide, though, Michael. It's been over 20 years, so you, uh, um, I've lost at least half my brain. So I, uh, I, I'm a different woman now. <laughs> Girl, I'm sure it's like ride the bike. You just slide back on into it and you'll be, you be all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I want well, to talk to you because you actually um, were a part of a team of people that actually um, you contributed, you were a contributing author to a book, right? Talk, yes. Talk to us a little bit about that book. Well, it it makes me laugh how it all came to be. You know, I, I was a big planner when you knew me. I was somebody who had a dream, had a goal, and I met it. And the last 20 years have been an exercise of just learning to trust that God's got me, God has my story and his timing, even though sometimes you're like, what? Um, are you are you sure this doesn't seem like such a, okay. Um, it's always perfect. And so here I was last spring where a lot of moms were, which is our kids were home and there was no place to go. So I signed up for a writer's conference Honestly, Michael, I was just like, I I can be alone. I can like, I I I can have a reason to just. And I I'm gonna be honest. I was in my closet like for half of it, so that really? nobody would find me. So no <laughs> wow, that was your way of pushing yourself away. <laughs> yes, I love it. So it started off just kind of, and and this year was not a good year. So get involved in writing. And I think God was just saying, Sarah, here's the deal. If I don't make it absolutely clear that I am in it, you're going to think it was your show. Mm. And so I, I just, I laugh that um, as a result of the conference, I felt like it was a good thing for me to then take the next next step and I did a little bit uh, writing boot camp mm -hmm. and out of that came the opportunity to be a part of this compilation and I mean the stories that have come out of this book and some of the other books that they've Redemption Press has put out it's mm -hmm. just the beauty of having a different story we all have different stories we all have different roads we all have different hard things but when our Jesus is the same it always ends in the same hope. Wow. And that, to me, the minute I heard what the project was, it was an easy yes to so be a part the, of it. So the title of it, give us the title because it's a, it's, a, it's a complete title, right? Um, the title, the complete title is She Writes for Him, Stories of Living Hope. And this is the third, I no, actually, I think this is the second book in the series. There are, these have just been incredibly popular. It's all uh, women authors coming together, telling stories of faith, hope. We co-released with another uh, another compilation 
I believe it's Voices of Black Wisdom, which is another beautiful, again, bunch of women telling their stories, sharing their hearts. And then I think the the ones that are coming up, um, they have a Christmas one, they have one about leadership. So again, just the power of our stories, we all have one and they're all valuable. So um, Sarah, that yeah. is powerful. Like, I love that you said that, like, everybody has a story, right? And we do. We, we have a journey that we're all on. And so, um, as I was mentioning to our, our listeners, uh, we started April 19th, we started a 30 and 60 challenge. And what I have challenged everyone is to find something. It could be something related to their health. It could be something related to their wellness. It could be something related to their business. Like, if they want to start something as an entrepreneur, yeah. if they want to be an author, um, to, 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 to devote, like, you know, for some people it's 30 minutes a day for the next 60 days. Or for me, I, just, I wanted to lose 30 pounds in 60 days. And so you're talking from the standpoint of a writer, you're a new writer. So maybe I have yep. some folk who are interested. They're saying, you know what, I think I want to do that. You, you went this route. So talk to us a little bit about what, what actually that process looked like for you. And if you, you know, a person who's coming up through the ranks and decided this is the route they want to go, how do they go about doing something like this? Absolutely. So I, I always laugh and I've been writing for probably about 11 years mm-hmm. and it really took, I think, until last year for me to actually say I'm a writer. Mm. And I don't know what there is about I've I've come across it with all these other authors, some who are really, 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 really well known and have sold millions of copies of books. And it's hard for them as well. But just saying that I am a writer, I have a story, it's valuable. I think putting yourself in that mindset it is really, really important because we we look at social media numbers and we look at influencers and we we want the big numbers. We want to change the world, but it starts with one person at a time, and it starts it starts with the saying, "Is my story important enough if it only changes one life or it only encourages one person?" And I think you have to go into it with that mindset and that mentality. From the get-go. So, um, yeah, yeah. I would wow. just say the, the, the dedication of creating a habit is extremely valuable. But with the, hey, I'm going to write 30 minutes, take that opportunity also to every day say, I am, am valuable. My story is valuable. God can tell a story through me that he can't tell through anybody else. And if I don't speak it, if I don't tell it, it will never be heard. So that's what I would say. And I do, you can come from humble beginnings. As I said, I started writing 11 years ago and it was because I'd had a stroke Mm -hmm. and I had been, I'd been this as you know, we were storytellers, but we told stories from a stage. We didn't tell stories that we wrote down. And all of a sudden, I couldn't remember. Well, I couldn't remember anything for a while. Sure. I my kids, my kids still call me Dory. Oh. So I, which is which, I feel is like the absolute best nickname they can give me ever. I have amazing kids who have rolled with the punches of having a mom who's 
who's who's weak. I'll just call it that. You know, I don't I'm not like other moms, but I knew that having gone through that and having an illness that was in the life threatening category, I didn't want to waste time not letting my kids know who their mom was. And as a result of that, as just writing things down where I could look at it, oh, that's what I meant. I could change it. I didn't have to worry that what I said was the wrong thing because my brain misfired. What came out of that is I really just fell in love with the person that I was becoming rather than mourning the person I was. And even though that mourning was important to then say, okay, how can I choose to get up every single day and make the best of a crazy, messy situation, but one where I know there's beauty, I've just got to work it out. And that's what the page did for me. But now I have the chance to tell other people, hey, you can work it out too. And you can find beauty at the end of really, really hard things. Oh. And how how awesome is that? That I get to even the privilege of doing that. So it's it's been a beautiful ride. Sarah, you have us like I'm you you have me a hello. Like I am in oh. I've always been in awe of you. So I'm just gonna say that right now. Like I've always been a fan of Sarah. So just so Likewise. you know. So you Likewise, know, yes, my friend. Well, you know what? I am so excited about what's what's in the future. Are you working on another project now? I am. I just signed with um, just, just the sweetest lady, um, a writing agent out of Colorado, and we're, we're working on the next project. So that's exciting and humbling and just... Uh, Again, out of a year that it makes absolutely no sense because we are a hot mess. I am the kindergarten Zoom helper, which, <laughs> oh my gosh. My <laughs> I will say best thing ever is to watch those Zoom meetings with kindergartners. Sure. Like they're picking their nose, oh, they're making yeah. faces. Oh, yeah. Then there's always the one parent that forgets they're on mute. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you're like, oh, check, check. Make sure my sister was like, we need a meme of the face of a parent who has just lost their mind at their child and then realizes they're, they're on speaker and everybody has just looking at them like is everything okay but we've all done it we've all done it i did it and you know we just we're getting through but we're gonna make it through little mike little mike has definitely heard uh, his class has definitely heard their share of daddy's meetings through the course <laughs> of the day <laughs> especially the ones that get a little heated he definitely <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sarah, Living out loud, right? <laughs> well, Sarah, I'm so excited. Thank you for allowing us to catch up with you. Um, we want to definitely you. check out your book. We're going to make sure we put a post, a link on uh, on the page so that people can uh, click on it and they can check it out. And I'll be talking to you soon. All right. It was an honor, my friend. Right, Have a great you. rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candids to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. 
In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create your next project. So, Christy, speaking of 30 and 60 challenge, we didn't get a chance to hear what it is that you're working on. I mean, you have a big 30 and 60 challenge you're working yeah, on. Yeah, but... I was going to say, have I not completed it? I've already, yeah, because in about 60 to 90 days, it's going to be a whole new venture for me. Uh, for those who don't know, I have a baby boy on its way, on his way. Brother so, Mason, Prince Mason. Yes, but I, I just, I, I had to be a part of the uh -huh. I, I've been want. I have really been slacking on my journaling. Okay. And since I, I would love to do like a weight loss thing, um, but I, I'm really not in a position to do that. Yeah. I said, you know what, I'm going to focus mine toward my journaling and really commit to journaling, you know, 30 minutes a day, which would be a combination of just writing down my thoughts as well as my meditations and my quiet time with God. So that's what I have been, that's what I've been doing since the 19th starting date. Nice. Yes. What are some things that after a week of doing, well, almost a week of doing that, what are some things that you kind of have seen as a result of it? So one thing is it definitely, no matter what you're doing, when you make a decision to do it, you have to be conscious and intentional about that. So, I mean, there have been times when, because it's not a routine, it's not a part of my routine yet, I'll forget. And I'm like, oh, oh, I haven't done my journal entry yet. You know, I do my quiet time in the morning automatically. But I, I, I realized that how you have to be, get to work on your consistency. So just doing that, being held accountable to myself um, and doing that. And um, I've also just realized just how much I have to say. Sometimes you just, you think there's nothing there. And then you just start writing and then things just start flowing out. Start flowing it's out. powerful. Wow. My goodness. Well, I wanted to make sure that uh, we, um, if you remember a few weeks ago, we actually had my friend Miles Cameron, Cameron Miles. Yes, Cameron Miles on, <laughs> I'll look at his name backwards. Cameron Miles, you know, he is one of the leaders of mentoring boys in the mm -hmm. hood. I remember. And uh, we said we wanted him to come back and actually introduce us to one of his protégés. And so guess what? We have Brother Miles here with us today. How are you, sir? Good morning, Dr. Dorsey. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I woke up this morning, so I'm blessed. Listen, you, you trying to get something started this morning, I see. <laughs> I see you don't but play around. But I got around. a question for you. Okay. Why do you keep trying to change the name of the program? Are you trying to tell me something? It's always been Headspace with Dr. Mike. No, no. The name of my program. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, okay. Give me what the real name is, because I done messed up. Mentoring Male Teens in the Hood. Mentoring Male Teens in the Hood. I am so sorry about that. No problem. I just want to make sure if it's something I need to be doing or paying attention to <laughs> that I'm paying attention because it's Dr. Mike, and Dr. Mike is not going to tell us anything wrong. Oh, brother, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. No, that Dr. Mike was telling y'all wrong. So I appreciate you, you helping me make sure I get that right, and I won't make that mistake again. Mentoring Male Teens in the Hood. How yes, are things working with y'all right now? What are y'all in the midst of doing? I mean, you kind of introduced us to the program, and I actually had an opportunity to hang out with you guys uh, before the pandemic. How are things going now as we're in the midst, you know, on the other side of the pandemic? Everything is great, Doc. Everything is great, I'm telling you. Uh, I had to get creative. Um, we thought we were going to have to shut down. Uh, we met with the health department and uh, the pastor of New Shiloh, Dr. Carter, 
and we were able to work it out. They okay. said that I could have no more than 10 young people at a time mm-hmm. on each Saturday. So I came back after giving it some thought and said, well, can I have 10 people at a time and just rotate hour by hour? And they approved it. So, wow. you know, so still getting we those, do. still getting those connections. So you have one of your proteges. Do you have him on the line with you today? His name is Imhotep Simba. Yes, sir. What's up, brother Imhotep? How are you, man? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well, man. I'm just like Mr. Miles said. I'm up. You know, it's a blessing. It's another Saturday. I'm not working a day, so that's, um, you know, I'm super fortunate and appreciative of that. I know some people got to get up and get to it on a Saturday, so I'm, you know, not a lot of complaints. I'm blessed. Man, I love that. You just blessed me real good. You just blessed me real good. So how long have you been uh, involved with mentoring male teens in the hood? You you started back when you were, if I remember correctly, since you were seven years old, right? Yeah, my mom, definitely, I don't know how that conversation went between her and the mom, but she got me in there. I know the program was like for kids, boys, eight to 18. I was seven in there. I was in there well um, ahead of the game. But, you know, my mom also understood it, that at that age, based upon the family dynamics, that it was important to be around, you know, other youth, other young brothers, but also positive male influences, you know, introducing new concepts and things that, you know, just young brothers from the inner city trying to, Trying to figure out how to navigate the USA, so. You know, so so how old are you now? Uh, who? <laughs> That's a real question. Um, I'm I'm 29 right now. I'm, I'll be 30 in December. So. So you it's been started quite a, quite a while. Are you still involved? Are you still involved with the with the program as a volunteer? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No questions about that. So I graduated when I was 18. The program was for, you know, young brothers, 8 to 18. I graduated, you know, went to school, you know, the program supported, you know, even a little tuition for my first semester. I think it covered, like, textbooks. But even then, you know, from there, I was, like, a student athlete and, you know, navigating undergrad. But I still had, you know, stayed in touch during that time and, you know, after I graduated, became a professional, just, you know, made time to, to stay in touch. And now I got a son, so I, I take my son, I take my, my nephews, nieces, I take my mentees from the other mentoring program that I eventually led. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still very much involved. I think it's a family thing, you know. Man, so, okay, so you said a bunch. Like, and I want to unpack a few of these things. First thing is you came in as a seven-year-old, right? And, you, uh-huh. um, you know, it, just, the Lord worked it out that you could get in. So that's how that's how he that's how he does. Right. And uh, right. you ended up going on to college. Where did you go to college? Uh, funny, <laughs> funny enough, you know, the more you put yourself around things, it very much becomes a part of you, your life um, and everything like that. I actually went to Coppin State and at one point in time I was. A participant in a program when a program was housed at Coppin, huh. you know, one Saturday a month. But I was between Coppin and Morgan, I guess, since I grew up in West Baltimore, I guess Coppin was the default. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I went there from 2011 to uh, 2015, and I, I graduated with a BA in Global Studies. Global Studies, wow. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's hot in itself because we don't have too many uh, African-American brothers that take on... Um, 
things like that. What are you doing with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, that's a you know, I, I definitely didn't have all the answers when I kind of declared. You know, I went to cop and I, I think they had some graphic media, some type of production. I thought it was creating video games. That's how just uninformed I was. Switched uh-huh. over to global studies. Um, I think the big break as it pertains to my career, you know, studying uh, global affairs for, for, I would say two years. You know, you go to school, take your basics the first two. I would say... The, the break really came when I joined the Chiefs Corps in 2017. In 2017, I was actually my first time living outside the U.S. Served in the Chiefs Corps in Ecuador uh, two years. Um, it was tough, you know, but I did that, completed my service with the RPCV. During that time, I was an urban youth development volunteer. So I was doing pretty much some of the same things I received as a youth participant, you know, mentoring sessions on, on, on life skills. You know how to communicate in a in a positive fashion. How to make healthy decisions, smart goals. Um, how to mitigate conflict. So some of the same things that we adjusted to mentor male teams in the hood as a child so many years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, was amplified with other young brothers. You know, facing their own challenges in a different part of the world. So it was just fortunate. It was a lot of experiences. Um, you know that we could relate to. Some things are global. It really doesn't matter about language. Or- you know, race or whatever, you know, some things are global. So I did that, and now I work at a a, a, a USA uh, implementing partner called DAI, based out of Bethesda, a global international development company. Okay. Brother Miles, this is incredible. And I am, I'm in awe. So first of all, Christy, did you even see the Peace Corps thing coming up? Like, I didn't even see that. Like, no. And obviously he just threw he just threw that in there kind of oh yeah and I did a couple minutes of the Peace Corps, <laughs> bruh. What in the world are y'all cooking over there at 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 New Shiloh, man? So you got the guys thinking about these things at a young age in a, a community in a community that tends to be very you know very you know very in the moment and not really universal, right? So how let's did, put it let's hey, hey doc let's put it where the ghost can get it. The community is in too many times uh, in the negative because too many of our young people, as you know, are in the pharmaceutical uh, community and doing things that they really shouldn't be doing. And not the so legal pharmaceuticals. Illegal pharmaceuticals. We have to share positive things and show them positive people, and that's what we've done over the last twenty five years. Man, and I'm sure, and I know that you have more stories like this one. That that this is just one microcosm of the stories that are coming out, and it's having an impact on your your teens now. Yes, absolutely. We're tracking 32 young people right now, but we have another young brother, Dorian Gross, whom Mhotep knows, and he graduated from University of Maryland College Park, and he's working in a computer company doing some yes. way out way out things with computers. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was going to reference Dorian too. Like, I, you know, I did something. I, I feel like, you know, from the mentoring program, I was like one of the first to kind of like successfully transition to college or actually stay, you know, complete. But Dorian, he was like a few years behind me and he just did it on the next level as it should be done. He went to College Park, navigated the PWI, graduated with honors. Now he's, I think he might be working for like some 
implemented with the DOD. So, like, these are not things you necessarily think when you start. But it's, I think it's just a blessing, you know, and appreciate it for Mr. Miles and everybody who supports the program to, you know, just invest into our community to kind of produce these, um, you know, brothers within our community. It's paying dividends. We need that. And then are there other, have you have you found out if there are other programs like this around the country or is, is this one that kind of sticks out as a leader in this um in this type of, uh, you know, I, I in the, my workings, I haven't seen a lot of ones that are specific to our male teens, which I think is necessary. Have you seen this in other places? They, they had, there are other mentoring programs across the country, but I've never gone to a workshop or a conference where you just had a litany of mentoring programs. Um, somebody reached out to me, I guess, about a month ago, and it was a gentleman who did not look like me but he was all the way from Australia and he just had found us on the web. Um, so our website has really gotten us a lot of exposure as well. And he was interested about trying to get something started there. And uh, he's at a uh, institution of higher learning and just found all the things that we were doing awesome. So we're, we're trying to keep in touch. You know, one day I'd like to be able to go to another country and, and talk to their students about what we're doing here in Baltimore um, to help our young people, because I think it could be duplicated uh, around the world. And our T-shirt, uh, I don't know if you remember seeing our, our T-shirt, T-shirt, Dr. Mike, but it, it on the front of it, it has five youth of every race. And then behind the youth, it has uh, buildings, which represent cities. And then behind the buildings, you have the globe, which represents the world. And on the back is failure is not an option. So, you know, I'm I'm, you know, willing, and I hope that that God will work it out at some point that we can travel and talk about what we're doing, so it can be duplicated, so untold generations can be helped and served. Wow, you know, this uh, this interview was supposed to go another way, but God, in His sovereignty, said this is the way it's supposed to go. And one of the things I just want to speak over to both of you is, uh, I just hear the Lord say, "Keep going, keep going, keep going." And you haven't seen anything yet. And uh, this is a commitment that I'm going to make. Um, I I want to personally um, figure out how we can see some of those other dreams realized for you, Brother Miles. So we will um, we will be chatting offline. How's that? That's great. That's great. Look forward Ooh, to it. We, all right. We thank you for the opportunity. And I guess at another point, you'll want to talk about the police and, and what young people should do. Yeah, stop we're gonna, out of police. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that on another day. Unfortunately, uh, you guys uh, kind of just knocked my socks off, literally, because uh, this was a great meet. It was great meeting you, M Hotel. I am really um, proud of you, and excited to hear about what's in the future for you and the other teams that are coming out of mentor male teams in the hood. Thank you all for spending a couple minutes with us today. No doubt, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Peace and blessings. Right back at y'all. Y'all have a great, uh, great afternoon, and I'll be hitting you up, uh, Brother Miles, um, soon enough. Thank you, Dr. Mike. You and your colleagues there uh, have a great weekend, and thank you again for the opportunity. You're so welcome. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. 
We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Well, I tell you what, all good things have to come to an end. Actually, it's not really an end. We're just pushing pause. Yeah. And, I'll be uh, back. Christy, it was great. It's always great to have you, uh, to work with you, and, and hopefully Chris will be back in and we'll, we'll be the three stooges or the three musketeers, whichever <laughs> way you look at it. But um, everybody, I wish you all many of God's blessings and peace as you go out into the world. Um, I, I don't know. I just, um, I'm kind of moved right now. So with that being said, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you until we shall meet again. Peace and blessings be upon you. I love you all. Peace. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.